What up, y'all? It's Panda AOD, and we are on the mic. I have a special guest with me today. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. Uh, yo, my name is Rob G, coming from Toledo, Ohio. Um, I just recently dropped my new album, The Mortal Gloaming, Tainted Garden. It's out on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, all those good old platforms. And, uh, and Rob let's get into it. is in Columbus this weekend. He's not here too often, so it's dope that we could get him to come through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I want to say first and foremost, thank you for sending me those tracks, those unmixed tracks, man. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, no problem. And it's though. crazy because I'm really bad at like responding. I guess like within the last couple months, I've been mm -hmm. really bad at that. And I was like, bruh, once he get in here, I gotta tell him. Like, <laughs> that was love. Like, I love when people like send me shit that like, yeah. you know, before it's released or even just to hear it, like just to share it because we have that like that respect, that right. artist respect. So thank right. you for doing that because no that was problem. pretty dope. Really, really, no problem at all. Like I try to make sure that I keep the people that supports the sound around a lot. So anything that I have that's like unheard, old, or new, I try to make sure that good circle of people gets it. So I have to right had to make sure you get yep, it. Respect. So um, I'm gonna just get into the tracks that you sent me. The okay. first track that I want to talk about is "Children of the Corn." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So one thing that resonated with me with that track is how you said, you know, wanting everything, giving everything. But so what I got out of that song is like the feeling of wanting everything, also giving everything, but not really getting much back. Right. It comes from. Man, it's a it's a, it's a wild concept <laughs> because they always say the sins from the father fall to the son. Mm. So you got men who either didn't raise themselves or didn't raise their son had them feeling some type of way so it's it's a it's a it's a personal mental kind of thing where it's like I'm not like you guys but yeah. I still have my wants and needs in life so mm -hmm. but I'm still I could see the difference between how I came up and how other guys came up yeah so, so guys was, who like had maybe a more ideal relationship with their father yeah or and, a more ideal role model right because most of my friends they had their dad around i didn't so you had two options you it's either you either be corny or you don't be corny so it's like yeah. how you and then it all depends on that if you got that father <laughs> figure around or if you don't like you have that option so when I say children of the corn, I'm speaking of fathers who not handling business, men who not handling business, because it all falls down to one another. And there's things that I want, like when I had the line, um, I'm the goat, yeah, I said it, I'm ready for any place that I'm headed. Mm -hmm. And... then I said, I, I'm really not worried about the credit, because when they say you do it, you would get it. It's like, it's going to be there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. I definitely had to learn that as well. And that's uh that kinda goes into the theme of stage two. Mm. Because in stage two you um you kinda talk about the artist process. So it's like you you're so impatient and you just trying to get it and you trying to prove stuff and then eventually you kinda figure out that, you know, going about it that way isn't gonna be the most productive way to go about it. Right. I with stage two, I wanted to, one, get the chip off my shoulder with yeah. Dreaming Color. <laughs> I wanted to get that off so bad. And yeah, because you did mention that. Because you said, um, what did you say? You said basically you kept really saying you were going to put out the album, but you kept putting it back. Yeah, and that's a bad habit of mine. <laughs> and it's only because I'm so used to wanting things to be perfect for me. Yeah. At the end of the day, because it's my shit. It's like, this is something that I put a lot of work in. And it means a lot to me, too. As much yeah. as, you know, as people want to listen to it, it means a lot to me, too. So I have to make sure that it sounds perfect for me because I know what perfect albums sound like. Yeah, and that's that's a struggle with anybody, I think, when they are doing something that they're passionate about. Because even with me, um, doing shows... It's super, super tough because you want everything to be right. But not even just doing shows. Anything I put out, I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do a lot. And so that finesse and fine tune was something I had to learn how to, like, 
not be so critical of like yeah you want your work to speak for itself you want to be as perfect as possible but at the same time for me I've learned to operate in a space as well where I'm just you know my intent is what it is it's a good intent so I work more through my intention which sometimes it might not be the most perfect pretty picture but it's still beautiful Mm -hmm. still beauty in the struggle (laughs) absolutely but, um, so the other track you sent me was Interlude. And with Interlude, I feel like it was more of a vibe of self-love. Like, that's just what I would say about that. You mentioned yeah. uh, loving yourself. And you said you got yourself, which I love that line. Because, mm. man, if ain't nobody going to have your back, you got to have your own back. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a thing last night that was... Um, in the song, I say I'm swinging on my shit. So... What I mean by swinging on my shit, I mean, I, like, I love myself that much where it's like, I'm on my own shit. Like, we all got those moments where, because I feel like I'm a very, 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 like, super humble person. But sometimes <laughs> being humble makes people forget that you also have, like, a killer instinct in you, too. Like Yeah, or they think you soft because you don't want no problems. Yeah, so <laughs> it's kind of like, I love myself now. Like I'm good. Like yeah. I, I know who I am. As well, I'm, I'm getting closer to, to like to knowing who I am. Yeah. Completely as a person. So. And that's the importance of self love. Like yeah. I absolutely know that because like it took me a minute to find that. Like I, I, not that it was like I hated myself. I was always a confident, sometimes cocky person. Hmm. But that was just how I was raised. Like growing up in a house where you got X amount of brothers and sisters, you gotta, you know, you gotta talk your shit. You just you taught to talk your shit. Yeah. Um, but I think for me in college I struggled a lot with self identity and Mm -hmm. then it took me like really going deep down inside to really realize what I had, like the power. And then once I discovered that power, it's like I feel invincible. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'm human. I know that one day I will perish, God forbid. But right now it's just more so about feeling invincible in the aspect of as long as I'm alive, like yeah. my dreams, there's no limit. There's no ceiling. So right. yes. I got to put that power behind myself and be like, you got this. Like, yeah. fuck what they talking about. <laughs> For real. It's, it's really a wild concept because it, it comes to... It takes a while for you to find who you are as a person. And shit, as soon as you do, it's like, shit, nobody can stop you at that point. Yeah. You're good at that point. That's true. And so, speaking of that, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because I feel like I'm getting into all of your tracks. Cool. <laughs> but speaking of that, for. value. Mm-hmm. Value comes off as your shit-talking track. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, when I say uh, I ain't got a fear in this world but my flaws, Superman is still Superman with the cape ripped off. Yeah. That's dope, man. It's like you can't you can't stop me. Like nothing at this point right now can stop me but God. And I wasn't put on this world for no reason to, to stop because, like, I've known what I wanted to do for so long. Like, I didn't have no plan B. I didn't want no plan B. Like, music is something that I've always wanted to do. So, this is what I do. I I feel the need to talk shit sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) And I had recently done an interview, and I was asked, what was I asked? Something about how I get out of bed every morning and do this. Like, how I do AOD shit. Mm -hmm. And I said that same thing. I was like, if I don't don't do what I love, then I don't want to live. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to be out here just doing shit. I don't want to be working for somebody my whole life. Right. I want to do stuff that excites me, that makes me happy. So it's like, if I'm doing shows and I ain't making no money, or if I'm doing a show and making hella money, yeah. if I'm if I'm connecting with somebody, we doing something dope, getting a concept out. Because for real, for real, with Army of Dreamers, it's all about concepts. It's really not about a specific thing we do. Mm. Like I don't do shows. I don't. I don't design pieces of art or clothes or whatever to sell to people i try to get messages out so however those messages come across which the podcast is a really dope way to go about it it's like that's what i do it for yeah it's like kind of like a second breath of air like i can't do nothing else like i can genuinely breathe knowing how to breathe just you know inhale exhale but once that's if i decide i don't want to breathe no more i can stop Mm -hmm. so me chasing my dreams is like that second breath of air because it's yeah. like that's that air I can't get enough of. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a okay, fact. So, shout out to G5. Right, right, right. Out always, here. My brother. Y'all was really talking shit. Yeah, yeah. I love out here because <laughs> I literally said that to somebody once. I was pissed off and I was feeling like, you know, I was just kind of in that vibe of, um, what was it? Value? When you hmm. said, yeah. No, which one was the one that was a self-love interlude? Mm-hmm. And you said, you know, you got yourself. Yeah. Um, for me, out here, the just the words alone, that phrase, <clears throat> to me, that means I got myself. Yeah. Because I've gotten <laughs> into it with people, and I'm like, bruh, I'm just out here. And there's like, why you keep saying that? You're not just out here. You know what you mean by that? I'm out here. Like, yeah. I don't got... People might think they back me up, and I got love. Don't get me wrong. There's people who support what I'm doing, but as far as like holding me down, like mm. that at times I was like, I'm just out here. Like, yeah. so when I heard the track name, I was like, I wonder what they about to talk about on here. <laughs> and for real, for real, it was that same vibe though. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was kind of like our notice to um, the rap game. If you want to, I don't want to sound cliche, but yeah, it was like a notice to that because it's like shit. We here now, like y'all are. <laughs> like, we out here now, like it's no more holding back. We we've, we've done that for so long, to where it's like we can't hold back no more. G five snap like usual. Bruh, he did snap. Like, you know what's crazy though is like so, man. For you too was my album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody knew that. I boosted it up hella, shouted it out every damn day because I listened to it every damn day. Yeah. Um, but listening to. This project, I was like, yeah, it's on that level. Yeah. It's another banger. Like, I'm about to be in the car banging this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's because y'all flow is just so different. And it's, like, crazy because you and G5, y'all have, you know, y'all have y'all different flows. But at the same time, y'all representing <laughs> hard for Toledo. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's wow. Y'all make Toledo. And I, I know there's a few other dope rappers in Toledo. I don't know. Um necessarily what y'all relationships is but like rocky duh right, that was right. somebody who i listened to in college or whatever mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it's like toledo low-key i'm sitting there asking myself like toledo might what what ohio city got the most heat like i don't know if it was comparing you and g5 to somebody else i don't know i can't i gotta think about who i could actually put up against y'all but yeah. for real for real Y'all really, I know, and it's not, but y'all really, on the strength of talent, y'all really holding Toledo down is basically Mm. what I'm trying to say. Because at the end of the day, I know some dope-ass people, and it's not about being better, but there might be some fire-ass, you know, you know, duos that could really be in that, included in that group. Mm -hmm. But as far as, like, Toledo go, I feel like y'all represent really well. So I don't know who else is doing their thing in Toledo, but... If I had to put somebody, if somebody was like, all right, you got to do a show right now. Mm-hmm. You need people to represent certain cities. You and G5 would already be the ones I'll pick for Toledo, yeah. like, honest, so. Dope. Yeah, we we yeah. definitely appreciate it. That's a, man, it's a crazy thing with Juan, because if it wasn't for G5 Juan coming back and saying he wanted to drop a project, I wouldn't have did it. <laughs> and this was 2000, this was like summer 2013. I don't even think it hit summer yet. Probably not. And he wanted to do it. And um, that's when he released Get to Know Me. His birth, actually, like September 11th, 2013. And then that's when I ended up dropping my first official project, uh, Nothing Less Than Perfection, October 30th, 2013. So That's what's up. Yeah. And so, although I do know every song on here pretty much, mm-hmm. as far as the vibe go, I don't know word for word yet. Mm-hmm. Um. I really haven't gotten. I don't think I knew. I don't think I ever knew the name of the album. What's the name <laughs> of the album? <laughs> um, it is the Mortal Gloaming. Okay, Tandy I thought Garden. so, but that threw me off because it's also a name on one of the tracks. Yeah, it's actually the intro and the outro. Right. So I was like, is this the name of it, or is this like just the? Yeah, it's um uh, because you know that the last song is called the Mortal Gloaming. The first song is called Tainted Garden. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. I, I, that's yeah, like I kind of like I wanted to create this. I don't know. I got to stay with creating different universes. I, instead of like being just a, a fan of music writers, I'm also a fan of like authors. Yeah. 
when it comes to people like uh, Stephen King or R.L. Stein with Goosebumps mm-hmm. or um, oh yeah, <laughs> Lovecraft or Shakespeare, like people people within that nature that the imagery within their writing. Yeah, and it's a uh, oh man, like even things from this album goes to Dream and Color. Yeah, you you got a very um, your imagery on your projects is pretty on point. Like, mm. I think you probably Thank have you. like probably the most imagery out uh-huh. of any projects I ever listened to, <laughs> which is dope. Like, some Thank people you. don't need necessarily as much imagery, but yours is like it's it's always better to paint a picture. You know, when you have people who are listening to your music that are creatives, because right. you know we like to see things, yeah. and even the name of your. Um, Dreaming in Color was something that already excited people. And even yeah. with this, The Mortal Glooming, I didn't know the name, but I knew the, I knew the song. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I didn't know the name is because my attention span is, like, very bad. Yeah, yeah. But um, cool. I think that the, now that you're, like, now that I know that's the name, although I knew that was the name of the song, even the name of it on the track, it made me already pay attention more. Mm-hmm. And even what you said on... Uh, the Tainted Garden about, um, like, basically how beautiful the garden is, but at the same time, man, we were meant to work. Right. So for me, it's like, you know, we, we're given this paradise, but this paradise don't come easy. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and that's like a, I wanted to make my most self-reflecting album. <laughs> it is like, self-reflecting. Like, I wanted to... Swipe away anything, any any flaw or negative thing that I had about myself when it came to writing this project. That's good. Like, cause the only person you really can fear is you know the person in the mirror. It's right. like, so this whole thing, like these different worlds that I'm been trying to create. Like, I got a song called "Black Woman Is God." Like, the woman that you hear I on like that song. <laughs> is oh, shout out the trip. It's like. Yeah, we, his, voice is, his voice is great. It's amazing. And, and was that D'Angelo? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. vibe was crazy. Yeah. That it's, vibe was crazy. It's a whole <laughs> thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I tried to flip. I'm, I'm, I've been trying to flip things around where um, the voice that you hear on this new album, she's pretty much. Is that the poet? Poetess? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Her voice is really dope, too. She's on the album. Yeah. But that's not her voice that's right. talking. And I was wondering that because with her, her rapping style reminds me of like a left eye in yeah. today. Like, yeah. It reminds me of that because it's very like she has a youngness about her voice, but she also has like that aggressiveness, that edge, aggressiveness. Yeah. yeah. And then the actual voice on your track, who is that or on the album? <laughs> that is uh, my girlfriend. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was about to say because they have a very good voice. All right, right, right. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Look she's been uh, she's been trying to hone her uh, her voice acting skills. Okay, cool. So I wanted to give her the the opportunity to explore Platform. that. Yeah. That's what's up. So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate her for that. Hey, shout out to teamwork, especially in relationships. <laughs> it's very important. Right, right. I definitely encourage relationships. I've always been a relationship person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if it ain't working, if it's not a partnership, then you got to let it go. Right. So it's up right. to you, as in anybody who's listening to this. It's up to you to be the, de- the determinant of what works for you. And, you know, just make sure it don't take away from your creativity. Because right. creativity is very important. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, so out here with E5, artist, art is love. That yeah. throws me off, too, because the way you wrote it. <laughs> the way you wrote it on the album. Um, yeah, and then the Mortal Glooming. So mm-hmm. the connection between Tainted Garden and Mortal Glooming, is it like, to me, Mortal Glooming, when I hear it, it's more so coming with the, coming to grips with the fact that you're human? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you're going to make mistakes? Yeah. Yeah, that's... persevere through them? Yeah, that's kind of the um, self reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wow. You just tapped into a lot, only because it, you know, it goes over to the next project. I won't release the title yet because it's still early in the game. Mm-hmm. But have the title, have songs written for it. I write fast, 
And I I feel like you do. Yeah, like <laughs> that's right. when you dropped this. I'm like, all right. So when was he working on this? Because he just released. Even though I knew you worked on Dreaming in Color Color for a minute, but still you were still working on it that's why you kept you know pushing it back because you're like all right i want to do more something else that needs to be done yeah so right when you were done with that you just went into writing for this or were you already writing for this beforehand well no it wasn't right away it like it was but it wasn't because dream of color dropped on soundcloud back in november Mm -hmm. i just decided i was gonna come up with this project like uh early middle of march where I was like so it's not right after <laughs> no 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 this isn't right after it was just it looks right after only because the release dates of the re-release date of Dream of Color and then this new album but everything was like I already had a vision for it on what yeah. I wanted to do I knew where I wanted to go after Dream of Color I, now I know I know where I want to go after this Man. like I write for only because I, I write for projects I don't really like yeah sit there and just be like, oh, I need to just write this song just to write it. Yeah, that's my problem. You know, like, I try to, <laughs> I love bodies of work. And singles are great, don't get me wrong, but that don't always make an artist. Like, if you can't make a, a great full body of work, it's kind of like, yeah. nobody's really gonna, like, yeah. give it that much attention. Yeah, and I'm yeah. all for storytelling. Like, yeah. Man, especially when the story is true. Like when people are really giving you their truth, like mm. that's that's something else. That's what moves me about music. And mm. that's how I pick people when I do shows. Speaking of shows, we did the listening party together. Right, right, and, right. And I mean, I think that I would definitely love to do something with this. Mm. <laughs> like I would definitely love to do something with this at some point because um I'm really behind the album. I really am. It's a dope piece of work. Thank you. Can't say Thank nothing you. else about it. Um, do you have any other things you're working on other than music <sighs> in other realms? Yeah. <laughs> um, finishing the script for um, a new movie I'm working on. Um, okay. Just really trying to expand my writing and other things. and it's like, Gambino. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> huge, 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 huge influence. Like him. I got a sticker on my computer. Yeah, like I seen that. I peeped that. That was dope. But yeah, he's a huge influence of uh, over things that I would like to do, and uh, yeah, just working on the script and just really staying ready so I don't have to get ready. Yeah. Um, working on new visuals, but I'm working on like shooting them myself. I'm, I'm learning different things as far as like using the effects and different angles and things. Like I'm always learning, like always. I'm a master. Right. But. A master is still a student at the same time. Yep, I say that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm I really, always like, learning. That's the crazy thing is like you never. My grandma told me that like a minute ago when I first started college, and I was like, you know, I can't wait to be done with this because I ain't gonna have no more homework. And she yeah. was like, you always got homework. Yeah, you always gonna be a student. That's a fact. And that's Grandmas real. know. Grandmas <laughs> know. I swear they know. I feel like she still be learning every day. Like it's always you gotta. Life is like a journey, and it's always something new. Like. I don't really feel like you necessarily, I don't pay attention to years anymore mm-hmm. because there's times when I'm a little younger. There's times when I'm a look older. There's times when, you know, I feel like I might get, I mean, you get older physically, but mentally you might not feel like you've had growth or whatever, right. even though I feel like I grow every day. But, um, I don't really pay attention to years. To me, it's more so experiences. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can say I have a lot of experiences. I have a lot of time, but yeah. as far as like when people are like, Oh, you know, she 35 she 26 like to me if we in a room and we having the same conversation you don't know who is what age by you know the conversation alone right right and spirits i feel like are way beyond their years there's spirits that's been you know around more than they physically have been here in my opinion that's just me getting into my little spiritual side but um yeah, so I feel like I'm, I don't even pay attention to years no more. Like, my birthday coming up in mm-hmm. May, and I'm just sitting here like, yeah, it's cool. We about to ha- go have fun. We about to have an experience. But, like, yeah. I ain't really worried about the age. Like, I ain't looking like I'm I'm getting older or nothing. I mean, I think getting older is a blessing, though. Right. Like, I definitely look forward to my 30s to my 50s. But yeah, yeah. I'm just here for the experience. Yeah, yeah, that's tight. It's like a, I, I don't know. I strive off inspiration a lot. Like, I try to find anything 
that can inspire me, whether it's a a book or I'm a big nature guy, so yeah, like I love plants and flowers and yeah. that whole the entire yeah, landscape. I definitely believe you gotta have plants in your house, like <laughs> yeah. I try to keep I try to keep things like as organic as possible. Yeah, and I really think they add to the oxygen of the house. Like I don't know. I just be I'm that type of person too Like I swear If I could walk barefoot I mm. would But I don't Because I don't want my feet To be ugly And also like The ground ain't clean <laughs> So I mean I don't do it But I really would love to But I definitely wear sandals As soon as it get warm outside So yeah. um, I definitely connect with nature I also feel like You have to be very You know at home with yourself You yeah. gotta be grounded I think right. humbleness is very therapeutic, but at the same time, I think people can take advantage of you when you're super humble because you kind of, you humble yourself. Yeah. The only reason why humble people are humble is because they humble themselves. Right. So it's like, somebody might be in your face and you're not feeling it, but you don't react because you tell yourself not to react. It's not because you're scared of them or, right. you know, so for me, I think going from being a cocky kid to transitioning into a very level-headed humble adult who actually has very much mastered not mastered but i have a great deal of patience compared mm. to what i used to right. and i think it's very valuable so i mean for me um all of that ties into spirit mm. and i think not that you have to be on the same spiritual level or everybody has to believe in the same thing spiritually yeah i feel like with your artistry you definitely bring spirituality out right right yeah, and I think that's dope. I think the pictures you paint, all of that centers around spirituality and just understanding a deeper meaning and things. Yeah, yeah, because all of it, I agree with everything you just said. Um, <laughs> like I be having bribe points and then I hone it in. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's it's all good. Try I agree with everything. It's even when it comes to like making these different type of projects, when you find out different um like backstories and different hints and things like that. Um, it all it all revolves around things spiritually. I read this one book where it said, uh, "You won't really, you won't truly know yourself until you question your beliefs." And as you get older, you know we grow up in certain settings, certain mm -hmm. certain surroundings, mm -hmm. either around as religious people or we're around a certain type of people. And um, you grow up and you see things. You 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 see you know different people who are more much uh, religious or people who are much more spiritualist it's like things can be flipped like yeah. <laughs> history has been flipped around I don't yeah. know how many times yeah. so it's like I get the chance to flip history in my mind and what I want to do and make things like just different because now even for the next project, I won't get into it too much, but even for the next project, I'm saying things a little bit much more like, like raunchier, like fuck it, because that's hey, been the world to us. Because <laughs> um, it's a it's a line from a song I call "Fuck Your Two Cents," and it says "Fuck Your Two Cents." I said that's two apes. That's a man that really knew slaves. Mm. I'm glad he got his brains, Bobby Blue Shade. <laughs> like I'm I'm good Like So basically that project is going to be very More so of like a conscious experience As far as like what you yeah. Have felt like your experience On who you like You as a black male yeah. In the world yeah, But also as Rob G Yeah yeah. the baby boy is, is finally Is finally growing up And yeah, I'm learning cool. Learning a lot of different things And some things are scary. Some things are worth the experience. Yeah. Like, I'm finally getting over heights, like being afraid of heights and shit. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never been afraid of heights because I used to, I mean, roller coasters and airplanes and all that, I'm not necessarily afraid of. I guess what I'm afraid of is, I mean, roller coasters make me nervous, but mm -hmm. I guess what I'm afraid of is like tall flights of steps, yeah. staircases, and stuff stuff that's really, really out of my control. Like, right. You in control, but at the same time, the higher you go up, you feel dizzy, you know, stuff like that. So I feel that. Yeah. I definitely think that one thing that I got over later in life, or not even later in life, because people don't even know, but I used to be very nervous, like, in front of people. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like I push myself out of that every time I get in front of people. Like, I don't think it ever gets comfortable, which yeah. is why I probably love it, because it's like an adrenaline rush. It's like right. a drug. So 
I mean, yeah, I got this thing. I'm afraid of. Uh, I'm afraid of not being safe. <laughs> what? Like it's. I don't know. I got this thing where like I'm afraid of losing myself. Like it's a weird thing that like, I have. A like snap. Yeah, like I don't. You know. I feel you. People go through shit. Yeah. Like, in the world, like mental illness is a huge thing. Like. That's deep. That's why, like, on certain songs, why I say, like, dibbling and dabbling with depression. Like, that shit is, is, yeah. is known. Like, I this, meant to mention that, too. Me I on. really meant to mention that. Because that's true. And I think, I think especially in our generation, the, the thing that we have to admit and accept as humans, but also as, you know, even just regionally, like, in America, is that we have really caused a lot of depression. Like, mm. and not to say we as we all, because... Come on now, like if you're young and you're black in America, or if yeah. you're black in America, period, you ain't really caused most of the issues you deal with right now. Right, it's all a part of what has happened in the past. <clears throat> in the past, excuse me, and like with generational curses, the generational curses weren't really created necessarily just by the parents. Them parents went through things, and this is again speaking on the black community. Yeah. The parents went through things that definitely affected them because of the environments they were in right and so then that's something that causes mental illness or depression that's kind of like bullying in school when you think about it like as black people in america here we are and it's like you're constantly being told you're not good enough right. or you're constantly being looked at different or you don't even realize it but your your chances are just a lot less and far and few between than mm. your peers that are white or whatever yeah and so when you actually come to the realization of that and you, you don't really realize, but you realize later on in life that the reason why you felt like, you know, was never good enough or you're always in competition with the people who look like you is because you were never put on the same level of the people who've been taken from you for that long. Right, right. So I think we all, but speaking from the African-American perspective, the black perspective for me, um, I feel like. I've gotten I feel like I do struggle with depression sometimes too like I don't mm -hmm. think I'm depressed at all but I think I was at some point in my life mm -hmm. and I think that now I can the hints of depression can come back at times because you always feel like you're challenging yourself you're your biggest critic yeah. but at the same time um, I always tell myself like this is not as long as you're able to work through the, the depression then it's kind of at this point human yeah. to be depressed at some point in your life right the thing the challenge is actually being able to keep yourself up or keep yourself on your toes motivate yourself to not go all the way into that deep dark mm -hmm. place because even with the way the world is set up whether you black white asian hispanic whatever when you actually just in, in the world in general you got people glued to their cell phones everybody looking to the social media for what society is supposed to be right and as much as we say we're not really thinking like that, that's just how we're conditioned. It's actually like subconscious a yeah, lot of it. Absolutely. It's a um man, another line that uh I saw I read a lot. And <laughs> another line is um you understand what you're programmed to understand. Exactly. And <laughs> that's exactly what I basically was trying to say. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like a I don't know. It's a lot of things get passed down like characteristics from different families and yeah. you know generations and stuff like that like racism is racism is passed down yeah it's inherited like, you got kids that don't even know why they racist <laughs> or they angry excuse me yeah, absolutely and it, that shit is mind-boggling to me like <laughs> I, why are y'all teaching y'all kids to not like this color of people or like how, how can you it's the only the, the time I believed it is when like you see certain that's why I watch a lot of TV but I don't watch a lot of news I don't um, watch news at all anymore I don't either only I because <laughs> I can catch the news on my phone it actually gets to my phone faster than it gets to yes, the TV I have alerts set up on my phone yeah like and I skim over them and I just leave them alone yeah so um you try to like the the world moves so fast it moves so fast, and we are still stuck. It's like, I don't know. We blame them, they blame us. Yeah. But it's like there's no end to it. Yeah. And it's so wild because, I mean, if we're looking at the history, like, we didn't created a lot of things that people didn't took credit for. Yeah. 
And I don't think there will be no end to it only because, and I used to be the person like, come on, we're getting further, we're doing it. And I'm not saying I love everybody, Mm -hmm. but just on the strength of being real and knowing what it is, like, I feel like it will never be completely okay or people will never not feel no type of way until everything is pretty much flattened. Right. And it's not going to happen. Because you got people like me working in finance. Mm-hmm. I see old money all the time. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm just like, wow. Like, y'all really set up really good. Yeah. And y'all, it's like nothing to y'all. Y'all stroll. Y'all strolling here. And you know, y'all, it's nothing to y'all because this is what y'all know. Right. Y'all know what an inheritance is. Y'all know what, yeah. you know, investing your money is into these trusts. Y'all have trust. Y'all have wills. Y'all have trust. Like, right. The black community hasn't had access to that. There's some there's some people who do. Yeah, there some, are some families who was really on their shit. They was them one, them Einstein entrepreneurs back in the day, like back in the day they that knew to hold on to their stuff and right. knew how to claim what was theirs, but we didn't have access to books. We mm-hmm. didn't have access to literature. So us getting so far without that, we didn't even know we didn't have that stuff. Right. We just knew we were learning and getting smarter and we were doing better. We were pushing for ourselves. We got a house, you know, we doing things, getting your first car. Yeah. But then when you actually realize like for years, like back in slavery times, these families was having inheritances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even have access to that. Right. We just now probably I say probably at least a good chunk of black inheritance probably came from like the sixties or something. Mm-hmm. And they was that was still unheard of. Right. Now we in two thousand eighteen and it's like you see wealth within the black community, but it's not on the same level. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild concept. Like, money within the black community, I wish things were a little bit different. I wish with Trump being in office, I hate to go, like, in the, like toward the <laughs> political we route. We don't have to talk about it anyway, Kanye on hot water, so, you know. Yeah, that... uh. With Trump being in office, I think what should be done or what could be done is the black community comes together a little bit more. And even though this wacko is the president, (laughs) I think if we never would have paid attention to him, he would have went away. Like eventually, if you ignore something, it goes away. Mm -hmm. And the world nowadays, they want to see things be viral. Like, I just seen, like, the yodeling kid. I don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> the yodeling kid gets signed to Atlantic Records. That's ridiculous. Stuff like that is ridiculous. What are y'all about to do for this kid? Hey, there's yodeler conventions or something. Because there's people out there who do it. I don't I don't know. And watch. I'm telling this is so crazy. <laughs> but watch this kid break a record. Just just off this alone, like that's that's, that's how wow. We gotta stop paying attention to bullshit. But Trump, we had to, we should have stopped paying attention to him before the election process. Yeah. Like when he was talking about running, he should have been tuned out. But then when he actually was running, we shouldn't have been giving him so much. Like him or Hillary, when it came to the BS they was spewing, we yeah. should have just read the facts and just voted off of the facts. Like that was it. Because yeah. I think once he becomes president, now we have to pay attention. Yeah, because. You got to know what's going on. You don't want a president like Donald Trump in office and you're not knowing like right. what decisions he's making. Because at some point in time, the hammer going to fall. And it's yeah. like the people who paying attention and know what's going on, they're going to be good because they are already, you know, they're watching it. They're not going to be shocked. So they know how to bounce back a little bit. The shock will be less, you know, mm-hmm. lethal. But with people who just sitting there with their head in the clouds, you know. They just letting it go. Yeah. And when, yeah. when shit hit the fan, it's going to be like... Where y'all at? <laughs> right, right. So. Yeah. It means a lot. Like, how this world is right now, it, it means a lot to either we we either pay attention to what's really important or we just keep letting this bullshit go on. Right. Like, that's why you see so many different artists that has no talent. Or let me not say no talent, <laughs> but just not up to our standards of music or rap or whatever. Why they get so much attention? Like, people love entertainment. People love bullshit entertainment. Yeah, because it's, it's literally entertainment. I think the division between, you know, somebody, what you listen to is you either are a, a person who wants to be fed into, you are a person who, like, you, you're pretty much like a student. Like you said, you're always looking for something to learn. Yeah. Those people want these very inspiring, very storytelling 
artists that have depth to them. Mm-hmm. And then you got the people that just want to turn up and who are pretty much lost right now in their journey in life. They might not know they're lost, but that's like, you know, if I was a freshman in college, I'm going out for the first time, I'm listening to just the turn up shit. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm going through these issues and these moments in my life and I really find myself, now I'm listening to stuff that heals me because I've been somewhere. So yeah. now I got a little bit more space to even take that in. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people listening to this trash stuff, they don't have space to let nothing bigger in because they're not even in that journey in their life yet. Right, right. And, um, yeah, it's like you see these people, man, is and kids run the world. They run the internet world. It's crazy. Because <laughs> the younger you are when you start getting shit, you just got more time to master, yeah. to master it. That's why we see certain things like uh, um, a dispute between J. Cole and Lil Pump. Like, <laughs> J. Cole said what he said for a reason. It wasn't no diss, nothing, but he said it for a reason. Like, obviously, if you don't pay attention to what's going on in your career, you're going to be in love with hip-hop. Like, it's a fact mm-hmm. because we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. I think nowadays artists, needs, they need to take more control. Not just artists, but anybody in their life. They just need to take more control of what's going around, what's going on around them and who's also around them. Like, yay, I feel... I was about to say that. Like, I I wanted to bring it up at the end of the interview because I definitely didn't want to, like, be stuck on pop culture. Like, one thing is, like, I listen to pop culture. Like, I catch what's going on here and there, but I don't really stay tuned in. And I didn't really want to focus on that in this interview, but I Mm. did want to ask your opinion. With Ye, do you think he's in control? Do you think he's losing? Or do you think he's losing his mind? Do you think he's doing this calculatedly? Um... If that's a word, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Um, and I, he, we, they always say that Ye do certain things when he's about to drop a project. So this could be a he's definitely about to drop a project. Yeah, you know, like he even announced the projects that he's doing, and it's like you don't have to take that route. Yeah, I was about to say to that to get people to listen to your album. People gonna listen to your albums regardless. Like you, Kanye West. Like people gonna listen thing, regardless. He just going about it like, uh, it's just weird. But that's the thing. That's the, that's why I mentioned about the people that's around you. You can't be. I'm not about to let. I'm not about to let G Five One put on a make a great make America <laughs> great again hat. Like it's not about to happen. Like yeah, I, I got. I have to. I have to talk to him. Like Juan, what are you doing? I'm like. That ain't what we do. Like, we don't support anything. Yeah, you see, like, I'm a big proponent of keeping the right energy around you only because I've been through, not only because, because I probably would have figured it out eventually anyway, but I've been through moments where I'm hanging out around people for the hype. Like, we just having a good time and we're having fun. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not even knowing I'm hanging out with them for the hype. I just know when we hang out, we have fun. And then it got to a point where, you know, you're looking around and you don't see nobody like you around people but you just it's empty right and one day i went through that and this was again before my journey of really finding myself and i'm looking at these people and i'm just seeing these empty people and it's not i ain't hanging around people that's doing crazy shit like we ain't they ain't snorting they ain't doing stuff like that but these are people who are you know negative people or everybody is in in the room for a reason and it's more so the look than yeah. anything else and it was a point in time we drink and we kicking it and I just see like I literally and, and people I don't know if you ain't spiritual you might think I'm too spiritual but I literally was seeing like empty people like looking and not seeing no spirit no soul in there but mm-hmm. then seeing like this black like cloud like not even a cloud like an energy yeah. so I was literally in my mind I was seeing demons around people mm-hmm. and it made me do two things it didn't make me necessarily scared it woke me up Mm-hmm. But it also gave me more compassion because it's like, it's hard when you look through a lens of compassion with everything because you never blame people for things. Right. And I was like, I can't blame them for this energy that's around them right now. Because what I saw was there's all the people in the room that I was around were fighting their own demons, going through their own battles. And they might not have knew. Yeah. Because they still kicking it chilling. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what's going on? Because I'm seeing this stuff. And for me, it was like God speaking to me and being like, Shonda. Your time is now. Like, you got to wake up. Like, you got shit to do. Like, go ahead and finish up school. Get this degree. Mm -hmm. You know, do what you got to do. Right. And so, after that day, I stopped hanging out with everybody. Mm -hmm. Put my head in the books. And 
that was it. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you did what you had to do. But that's crazy because, like, with Kanye, I feel like it's that type of vibe. It's like you, you're around people who aren't necessarily good for you, obviously, because right. they're not doing what you said you would do for wine. Yeah. But um, and I'm sure you know everybody who you or not. I don't know everybody you you hang out with, but even Broderick, like, he that type of person that wouldn't let nobody do no Mickey shit either. Right. People who I hang out with, ain't nobody about to let me do no crazy shit. So right. it's like, with Kanye, it makes you question, like, everything. And you try to, like, stay out of people's business, which is not my business at all. But even with him being around necessarily the Kardashians, you hear so much about that family. And they are boosted in the limelight. It's like, mm-hmm. who's around you that's putting this, where are you getting this energy from? Because, yeah. oh, yeah, it was the yay that's talking about, you know, George Bush, Bush don't black care about black people, yeah. <laughs> Bush hate black people. But you over here buddy buddy with Trump now. I mean Bush Bush wasn't a great uh Bush Bush is a give and take on the presidency. I did not support Bush. Mm-hmm. But I would rather have a Bush president than a Trump president. Mm. That sounds I would. a lot. I would. But I'm not saying I would want either. Mm-hmm. But how they were saying the because I knew people who voted who you for Trump were saying the greater of two evils was mm-hmm. or the less of two evils was Trump. I'm like all right, okay. Right. And and as a black person, to be honest, with Hillary, I wasn't fucking with her either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really pissed off at Hillary mm-hmm. because all that shit her with her and Clinton, like back in the day for me, that hurt me. Like mm-hmm. that broke my heart. Yeah. So growing up as a kid and you see, you know, you hear what your parents say. Yeah. They all for the Clintons. They going for the Clintons. But they were probably in that uh mindset because of the show that was being put on. Yeah. Now we have uh, documentaries like 13 for us showing you really what was happening and you start you know having more education and knowledge behind it yeah. ain't none of these people good but at the same time for you to be calling out bush versus you next to trump right trump ain't doing nothing good and people don't understand that like trump is a trump mentality is a dangerous mentality to have in the office mm-hmm. one thing that bush had that trump does not have is respect Bush had respect for his presidency because he wasn't going to just say anything. Mm-hmm. Trump don't give a fuck. Right, right, right. He don't give a fuck. I say the reason I would say Bush may have that respect because his daddy was there. And hey, either like <laughs> at least he had and I am not taking him for Bush, but at least Bush is right. Bush had a reason to even go for the presidency or it was it made sense. Yeah. His dad was the president. Yeah. He knew the government. He knew, you know, he's been in this life his whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just knew, I knew, I knew the government wasn't shit when um, it was Bush's uh, second, going up for a second term. And God, what's his name? Can't think of the guy's name, but uh-huh. he just dropped out. He uh-huh. just dropped out of the race, but he was winning at the time. Then he just Al dropped Gore? out. No, that was no, his I wasn't Gore. It was. Uh-huh. Um, I can't think of the guy. You talking about the guy that was running with him? Yeah. Um, then he just dropped out. John but he was Kerry? winning. Was it Kerry? I don't want to be no, no. something Edwards. He was running with Edwards. Yeah, I can't. I can't get the name. Me either. But, I don't want to be sounding illiterate. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah, and he just like why would why would he just drop out and he was winning? So once I seen that, it just shows me that we do we really even have control. I mean, but as a people, do we have control? Because yeah. if that's the case, if we do, if we do have control, we ain't taking control. Then we, yeah, we're not taking control. And if I feel the way we, to take control is to not vote for either. Yeah. I mean, cause, it's a double edged sword. Because if we really have control and we don't, and we feel like we don't have control, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's, we don't know. The problem is we don't know. Mm-hmm. The worst thing to be is, you know, aloof. And it's like, how do you find out? You really, it takes a lot, especially for black people, yeah. especially for young people, because mm-hmm. it's like, we have to get into these areas to even understand what's really going on. Right. But then you have so many levels to it. Will you ever really know? Mm-hmm. I think the first step, the biggest step is just to enlighten yourself, to seek knowledge yeah. and to keep yourself around knowledgeable people. Right. And I feel like when you do have morals or you have, you know, things you live by, you have to hang out around people who align with you. Yeah. Y'all ain't got to be, you know, 100% agree on everything, 
But y'all got to align because when you are hanging out around people just to hang out around them, mm-hmm. you're encouraging whatever they about. Yeah. So they don't even know that they really out here being whack or they out here being, you know, ignorant. Yeah. So for me, if you ignorant, if I feel like you're ignorant, I ain't going around calling people ignorant. But if you really out here reckless, you right. ain't really paying attention to much or you talking something reckless I don't agree with, mm-hmm. I put you out. Like, I can't have that energy around me. True. Um it's a thing. We have to start holding each other accountable. Hell like yeah. <laughs> our friends, like people, like I seen an apology from Chance the Rapper about him defending Kanye. And it was like, Chance, no. Like <laughs> your best option was to call him and get that handle, get that figured out rather than being on there to defend somebody who isn't making the right choices. You either call him and get it handled. Yeah, or it's you, like you don't align with it. Yeah, but you can't not align with somebody and still support them. Right. You really can't because what are you supporting? Yeah, it's like you have to hold, <laughs> you have to hold each other accountable. Like me and Juan do that. Like anytime Juan say something or if I say something, like we tell each other. That's what you're supposed to do when you, yeah. you know what I'm saying, when you're in a circle with people. That's why I didn't and, have no support for Trump supporters because the people who was voting for Trump when they was telling me why, I'm like, bruh, you saying you don't agree with shit this dude talking about. Yeah. But you voting for him, with him for this one reason. Yeah. Like, that don't make no sense to me. But also, I feel like even the people who voted for Trump in the beginning, all right, cool, whatever, we all took an L. Mm-hmm. But now at this point, the people who are still very adamant or very vocal about the fact that they voted for Trump or still in support of Trump after all of the shit he been doing, I'm like, all right. People's trust are <laughs> fucked up. Like I'm like, all right, now y'all really like y'all really fucked up. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing too is with the with the communities. It's not just black people who suffered a lot over the years with racism. White people really did themselves a disservice because <laughs> it's a lot of ignorant white people out yeah, there. True. And it's really a lot of white people who struggle with stuff because of what has uh, transpired too. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of white people that are really hurt because they will always be a part of this group of people who are talked about as if they don't even, they're not even here for real. Yeah. It's like, as black people, when we discuss issues and problems and culture, we, we've, we pretty much say what we want because that's how we feel. Yeah. But we know that if somebody who is white, pretty much, because mm-hmm. other people of color, you know, they, they, I feel like we all pretty much, I can't say we all pretty much have a mutual respect. There's ignorant people in every culture, but mm-hmm. I feel like with white people versus minorities, we talk about white people as if they aren't really here mm-hmm. because we don't really care about their feelings. Right. Like we got white people we love and we respect. I have white I'm I have white in my family like I have white in my blood it's right. like I respect white people but I respect people mm-hmm. in general yeah. now when it comes to my dialogue and how I talk I don't really watch what I say versus how white people will react mm-hmm. I more so consider my community of black people or people who actually you know who if they came to me it was like bro you shouldn't have said that yeah then I know that I need to correct myself mm-hmm now, I, I don't really work to offend anybody, so I really don't say nothing offensive, period. Mm-hmm. But if I was to say the N-word, which I typically don't say, but if it came out, because sometimes I feel it and sometimes I say it, mm-hmm. if I say it and a white person is like, you shouldn't say that here, I don't really care. Right. But if you say it to me, as a white person speaking to me, not you, but you know, because yeah. you know why. All right. But if you say that to me, I'm going to have a problem. Yeah, yeah, there's an issue. I'm going to have an issue. So it's like, they they deal and I hate I don't want to say deal with stuff because I don't want to make it seem like it's really a sad thing but it really mental illness comes from the root is the same but how it has affected the two different types of people is where it differs yeah absolutely because white people can struggle all they want to they struggle they don't have the we have a physical or we did for many years and we still do but a physical burden as well as a mental burden Mm -hmm. and we have stuff that's blatant like these black people black men getting shot down and killed and these cops and these officers or even just these people who aren't being held accountable right that's not happening like it's happening to any other community other than the black community as far as like it's like it's not even it's like a myth right that's what it feels like but it's not it's very real yeah so i give it like i don't know how many years from now 
But these situations of these black individuals, these black men that has died by police brutality will be read in history books. They will. Later down the line. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it will be brought That's up in history books. That's why we got to keep black teachers and educators in the system. And people yeah. who just care about it in general telling history. Because there's a lot of people of every culture who really care about just the truth within history. Mm-hmm. But we got to keep these teachers, these teachers of color, these teachers of like, these melanin teachers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. of any hue. And also these white educators who are for education. These real people who want to see justice be served. We right. got to keep them in the education system. But most importantly, we got to keep our brown and black sisters and brothers in the in, uh, in the education system. Right. Because these are the teachers that are going to make sure the story is told. Right. We didn't have too many African-American educators, black educators. Like, we didn't have them. Yeah. Now there's... All of my friends, a lot of my friends are teachers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, even from the, if you starting out and you preschool all the way up to college, we need them. Yeah. We need them bad. And they're always black teachers or black, you know, scholars or mentors. We always remember them. They always, like those people that, we do. like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, from as a kid, we will always remember them because they have given us maybe that certain piece that we need at that time. That identification of like excellence. Yeah. So they might you might find a one a one mentor that just might be I mean, I, I grew up around a lot of older people. So people that was around me was either like my a lot of my friends was either selling drugs or doing this and doing that mm-hmm. and I never really bothered into it, but a lot of older guys I knew they was either pimps, drug dealers or mm-hmm. like just really just quote unquote niggas that's just what they that's what they are so you hear you getting different game from them on you know how the world has treated them coming up but it's also about decisions that they made yeah you know you kind of go off I, I, I pay attention to a lot of people's mistakes mm-hmm. when it comes to certain situations to where I can know not to do that yeah like I know if I ever get pulled over, I know not to run. Exactly. Like, cause the moment I do, I know I know I'm a target. Yeah. Like I'm always a target. Uh, like I'm a man, six that's two. That's crazy though. Like ugh, that's, it's that. Ugh. It's crazy. I'm a six two, two hundred and fifty something pound dude, big black dude with dreads. I'm a target. <laughs> like, yeah. It's weird because anytime I've gotten pulled over. For the dumbest thing, we can be like a the light over the uh, license plates or some shit just out. Like mm-hmm. one cop will pull up, but then they call like two or yeah. three more cop cars. Yeah. For what? Yeah. <laughs> what? A, yeah. Why are y'all here? Yeah, they they mess. The cops used to mess with my brothers growing up. My dad ain't like the cops. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely have understood that perspective, and also like going to the gun range. Me and my boyfriend went to the gun range for the first, for me, for the first time, like mm-hmm. maybe a couple weeks ago, and it blew my mind. I mean, I know it's just the gun range, but it blew my mind to see. So when we chose our target, I told him, I just want the target. I don't want a target shaped like a man. Right. Like, I don't want the outline. I right. just want the target. Yeah. Everybody <clears throat> else in there, yeah, they were white, mm-hmm. but um, everybody else in there was shooting with the, uh, the, the human-like shape target and at the end of the day like some people do it no knocks to people who do that but for me it was creepy yeah i was like why would i be shooting at a target like i'm shooting at a human right i can practice without having it you know having it be that because at the end of the day i'm not in my mind i'm not preparing to shoot at a human right like i want to defend myself so yes that's why i'm going to shoot Mm -hmm. but i'm not the the goal is to know how to defend yourself but to never have to use that gun right you're absolutely right it's a it's a thing. That's why I pay attention to shows like Atlanta so much because there was a, a, a episode on there where Darius, he went to the gun range and he took a photo of a dog. Mm-hmm. And he's shooting at this target, which is a dog. And the other people were in the gun range just looking at him crazy. Like, why are you shooting a dog? <laughs> but then he's like, so... But these the people that shooting at the human yeah, like, so, target. Yeah, so you would rather me shoot at a human? 
Right. Like he said, the dogs in my neighborhood is crazy. <laughs> like it's it's a serious thing. Like yeah. what if, what if it's this crazy dog just running around and I got my kid with me, mm-hmm. and this dog just up and attack my my kid right. like, and the dog has to be stopped. Like right. it has, it's, it's certain thing. I've been attacked before. But so that's a bigger social like, construct. That's that's speaks on the fact of you know, which I'm sure is what the message he was trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Um, is that you got people who really over here. They real life care about their animals. They care about their dogs. They like family members, <coughs> but they don't care about. They don't value human life the same. Right. It's like you would cry if somebody shot your dog, but you won't cry because this black man just got gunned down in the street. They'll laugh at it. Like in the way animals, and I, I'm all for animal um, protection as well. Like I, I'm against animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. I'm all for you know loving and keeping the endangered species protected but at the same time if you when i get into the the discussion Mm -hmm. of the way black men in america specifically have been gunned down anything in reference to any animal cause Mm -hmm. i i ain't for it like fuck it if i gotta choose between a dog and a black man i'm choosing a black man Right, right i'm choosing a black man over any other race of male that I would have to defend because yeah. I'm a black woman and I know what we've been up against and I know more specifically what black men are up against because yeah. we all have our individual battles I hear black men all the time which we love y'all mm-hmm. I hear y'all all the time defending black women yeah. people try to act like they don't but black men do defend black women Yeah, and yeah, black absolutely. women defend black men absolutely, like, <laughs> absolutely. we it's, got to <laughs> we have to it's because we have ourselves we always had us we always had the black women black woman there the black woman always had us there we and we've gotten us this yeah. far so it's like we have to continue to support each other and quit letting devices drive a wedge between or even try to all this fake media all this fake coverage of what it is to be in a black relationship or even just the black community in general even yeah. when they try to make it seem like it's hella black men with white women and no black women. Yeah, th- he like a white girl, he like a white girl. But there's plenty of black men out here with black, beautiful black women. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful black queens and vice versa. Absolutely. My my girlfriend is as chocolate as they come. <laughs> and it, I wouldn't have it no other way. Like, it's because that's what I grew up adoring. Like, that's that was my mom, that was my grandma, that was my auntie. It was just a black woman all around me. So... I try to make sure that even just, not even just like for a girlfriend, I love to be able to see women in the forefront, mm-hmm. changing, shifting the glitch. Like, I, I I love to see it because a lot of women, I love to see women not afraid to step into a male-dominated field yeah, and dominate. Like, it's amazing to see. So anything that, that, you know, I see women doing, whether it's photography, whether it's broadcasting, or, you know, the podcast or <laughs> anything like, you know, those, those brand content type of, you know, analysts, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I'm all for it because one, women actually care about the craft more than men do. <laughs> and it's so wild. Like women care about it a little bit more. Like you can ask certain men in a field to you know to help you with something and they might just brush you off or might not take it as seriously as possible but a woman will because a lot of that shit falls on her if you know if if, you know if anything fails and a woman don't want shit to fall on them right like they love things to go perfectly hell yeah you know i can attest (laughs) yeah like I've, i've paid attention like at least what i what i do now what i've known about myself is I've always I, I always see the bigger picture, but sometimes I fail to realize that there are smaller pictures to make up for that big picture. Yeah. And now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to understand that, like, okay, maybe this situation is a reason for this. Absolutely. Now, you know, why I'm this way or why I react that way. And I can't do anything but really just hold myself accountable. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I think that's the best place to kind of put things with this because... I think we covered a lot in this interview. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's crazy because I feel like we have very similar perspectives and like just think like our thought processes are very similar. Right. And it's we're 
we probably are the same age. You're 26, yeah. 25. I'm yeah, 25, just going on 26. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I think we kind of both have had similar experiences, maybe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we are, I'm a woman, you a man. We got different experiences, but I think we both are very much so on the same page. Yeah. Um, and I just want to, I guess, end the, this episode with the fact of, you know, being accountable. Like, hold yourself accountable. Right. Hold the people around you accountable. And I just want to shout out to you for... The album, because at the end of the day, that's everything you spoke about in this interview. Mm. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's... So you really are out here, like, just putting your thoughts, like, out there. And it's really dope. Like, it's really amazing. So, I I mean, I want y'all to all go to iTunes or is there anywhere else? Is it on every platform? Yeah, it's on every every platform you can Spotify. Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes if you want to pay for it. Anything if you want to stream it. It's um <laughs> yeah, more more it's just more music, more music coming out, more different uh, like more avenues to tap into. Yes, yeah, so I want y'all to go ahead and check out Rob G's album. Purchase the album, more preferably, but go check it out, uh The Mortal Gloomy. Definitely a amazing project. Yeah. Like kudos, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to dig into it more. Like I said, I see this being my next, like, album I just play through. Like, and I get on the road a lot, so. Yeah. Definitely about to tune in. Cool. I hope so. It's a, it was a journey for me to make. And it was a fast journey, but I'm glad I learned it. And yeah. now it's just this time to keep it going. I hope, I hope, I, I, I loved, I've been loving the, the reactions from it. And, um. I can't wait for people to hear the next, the Definitely next part they can see it. So. so, Rob G, do you have any last words for the people listening who will most likely become a fan after they hear the album? <laughs> um, if I had any last words, yeah, stay in your bag. Heard yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just stay in your bag. And if you in your bag, you ain't in everybody else's business. Fact. All right, so G, I want you to go ahead and tell people where they can find you at on social media. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me at the true Rob G underscore only one underscore. Um, SoundCloud at uh, the true Rob G with two underscores. And uh, oh yeah, Snapchat at R O B G R I M M E T T. And you already know you can find me at AOD Media Group on Twitter, on Instagram, um, on Facebook. And also we have a website now. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead and hit up the Army of Dreamers, T H E Army of Dreamers.com. We out.